There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free got my prevnar 20 shot it's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine for us wise folks it helps protect i'm 19 strong and asthmatic and at higher risk get vaccinated but but nothing when grandma speaks grandson listens 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma diabetes or chronic heart disease or 65 plus you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia continued approval may depend on a supportive study don't get prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America. And enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. What's up? And welcome back to another episode of No Silence Podcast with your host. Now nah, fuck that with your low glasses Malone. So go and tell me about that bomb you had for LL. On tape, so everybody can hear it, including LL. All right, LL. So LL, what about fifty-three, four, something like that? Now, pretty close. So he, yeah, he wants fifty-six, fifty-seven. Cool, cool, cool. He's been a millionaire about thirty years now, thirty-five years. Probably longer than that. Longer, longer than that. that. Yeah. LL's LL's probably been a millionaire for about during their forty. Yeah, you know, thirty-five years. That's probably the way. He, he was getting Early money. He's been getting money for forty years, but yeah. he probably. Became a millionaire 35 years ago. That's fair. 
Yeah. So he's he wants to still lay down tracks and shit. So what's he gonna talk about? Like how he doesn't like his new driving lawnmower, so he had to hire landscapers. So what's the new single? Well, I'm gonna source, source you out. Mama says source you out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually think so, bro. I I think it, it has a valid point, man. I think that people should rap as long as they want to. Okay, listen, still before we talk about this, before you get on no ceilings, we don't do no political correct shit over here. It is. I think people should rap as long as they fucking want to. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying, but the way your voice sounds, you sound like Stephen A. fucking Smith. Okay, that's not what no feelings no is. I sound like a podcaster. I sound like I do. It. This I is do. not for podcasters. Me and Pete are literally two motherfucking people from different corners of the earth having a great conversation. So we don't have like that professional. Lose that professional. Keep that shit for Gangster Rap Chronicles. You and eight, y'all talk professional. This is the motherfucking barbershop. Okay, for sure. No, eight for damn sure don't talk professional. Eight gonna be like them no, niggas. Eight, eight, eight be professional. Eight, no, eight be like he don't want to talk shit about nobody. Eight be like super, like he's a consummate professional. Uh, this all is a level. heated argument on the blue line. That's what this is. This is what this is. <laughs> right at the motherfucking Rosa Parks Metro Station, right at the corner. Absolutely. MC8 is definitely Mr. Politically Correct. He don't want to offend nobody. He don't want to say nothing bad about nobody. And you too. So that's I don't got no problem with talking about a motherfucker. Yeah, because you just came in here with that bullshit ass Stephen A. Skips. Skip a- MC8 boy. has rubbed off on you like shea butter or exactly. like foundation on my shirt. No, 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 no. I definitely will express whatever is on my mind. I will really? express. Yes, so I now will. tell us again what you were saying about rapping. And now we listening. I think as long as a person wants to uh, think as long as the individual wants to rap, he should rap. If you don't want to rap no more, don't rap no more. I don't think age should ever have nothing to do with it. As long as you got bars. Now, I think if you start getting trash, you should put that motherfucking mic down. Like who got trash? Glasses, are you a gangster rapper drinking a Starbucks latte? Is that what's happening over there? No, I don't even. What's crazy is I've never drank coffee in my life. I could resist. It was just, I just had to, I just had to. No, no, no. What's funny is, right is, I drink all of the black teas from so like so every day, every morning, cause I wake up, or like the first thing I try to do because I started eating one time a day, right? This makes 70 days, 71 days. Yeah. I've been eating once a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Between 4 30 and 8 30. So I try to start, you know, before I eat, I drink like a, a hot black tea with honey. You know what I mean? You too and good for the white teas? I don't know if they got white tea, cause but that's a great point. I just love yeah. how those ceilings ask you a question on the show. Then they go to talking about fucking coffee and teas and shit out the Yeah, because we don't got that kind of professional shit where y'all sit up there in Arsenio Hall. This ain't Arsenio Hall, my nigga. This is the motherfucking barbershop. So he was asking me about my tea because he knows that would be kind of soft for a nigga to be drinking lattes. And I'm expressing to my man, Pete, that this is a black tea. This is an Earl Grey black tea, right? So I drink chive, the English royal breakfast. And the Earl Grey black Earl tea. Earl Grey sounds like an old R&B singer from the 70s. I like it. It sounds like you do got some fire song. Yeah. Earl Grey is actually a really good tea. See, and I don't know because you've been to England. as a, It's funny because this conversation is dope because we really get to say, but you know because you've been over there and probably really got Earl Grey from the nigga who made Earl Grey. That's like my dad yesterday. He was telling me he knew Bill from Bill's Taco. I was like, that's crazy because Bill's Taco to us is just like this spot that sell these tacos with gravy. And hamburger patties, but that nigga actually knew Bill. There's something else, ain't it? Yeah. So yeah. So 
I, before I eat, so I'm going to eat at 4, 4.30. Like, as soon as we finish this podcast, I'm going to eat, you know, what I'm eating for today. And then um, I end every night with a, uh, in the middle, I usually drink a burdock tea. And then at night, I drink a peppermint tea. Lovely. So I've been drinking three teas a day, really just to balance my stomach. So you asked me who you asked me who has gotten trash in their older years? No, we didn't really want the answer to that. Well, I can tell you the answer to it, but no, this is just you. my opinion. It, it, no, it, no, no we, we not even asking. Answer it. I want to answer the question. Answer the fucking question. I'm not going to say necessarily trash, but I, I think once you start attaining a certain level of success, you can't talk about the same shit you used to talk about because you don't have them same inspirations. I don't think Cube is as potent as he once was. You know, well, Cube is a dangerous man. Is ducking this conversation almost like pleading the Fifth Ward Amendment? <laughs> Definitely. But <laughs> but this, so Cube specifically, right? And, and this is important, even talking about somebody that's, that's came up in, in MCing, Um So this is what I think happened with Ice Cube. I think Ice Cube... You know what's crazy? I always say this. I don't think Snoop gets enough credit for what he's done in hip hop. And me and you have had this argument still behind closed doors a million times. Pete, you kind of know where I feel. And yeah. I've said this multiple times. I think Snoop Dogg is the greatest hip hop artist. People thought it's because he was a crib or we some kind of friendly. Like me and Snoop's relationship really just kind of came into a place to where I feel like you know, he cares if I'm successful or not. I really didn't think Snoop gave two fucks about me when I came up. So it didn't matter that I was a crip or he knew my older homies. None of that. Like he didn't really show any interest in to none of us when we came up in 2005, six, seven, eight. You know what I'm saying? Um, But I think when Snoop stepped in the game, a lot of the ways we looked at him seeing, right? He put a different pressure on every artist to change how they MC and to become better songwriters. Like Snoop is one of the first artists, right? When he first came about that, he was like a complete songwriter. And don't get me wrong. Obviously, DLC is a huge, you know, uh, um, like training wheels for Snoop. Like DLC kept him in, you know, the pockets and explaining songwriting bars and all the completeness that makes a really great rate rap record a great rap record but snoop innately was that outside of the fact he was skilled so i think when we remember hearing q from you know obviously 87 to 92 we heard this super consummate mc that was influenced by you know easy e and writing for him and the things that he was saying for easy and then chuck d but i think when cube came about q i'm excuse me when snoop came about it started putting pressure on on cube to become a much better songwriter you know what i mean and i think obviously what year did the predator come out the predator uh, um no not 91 bro no came out after that. <laughs> you you a little um that's that's desperate let me see the predator Hold so on. the reason i'm saying that is because snoop started putting pressure on everything moving in hip-hop to become a better songwriter. Hell, you start looking at the shit Nas start doing. Like he, you know, follow that with If I Ruled the World, you know what I mean, on the next album because Snoop was so paramount as far as the business went when it come to retail. He was on top because he was like this really smooth MC that gave you glimpses of special ed, but like still kind of sharp, funny, 
and he still had a really good voice when he did his hooks. So yeah. I think we watch Cube develop a lot. We watch Cube be this really sharp MC, right? And that's what we got. Then Snoop comes along, and then he evolves into a much better songwriter. So I think we're looking at a style that's been through so many changes in 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 a completeness that, you know, I think shit it's just got to a place to where now it's like I'm just writing songs. Well, I don't know if if Snoop is necessarily like um if he put pressure on Q lyrically if I was everybody, saying, but Snoop is for damn sure the biggest superstar ever in rap um in hip hop period. I don't even know if there's nobody close, you know, because the impact he had, you think about it, how, how many years now he came in, maybe 91? 92. 92, and he's still just as relevant as, you know, as ever. You know, he's always, um, he definitely always a step away from putting out another monster record. Like, you remember how he just transitioned, he put out Sexual Seduction, the Sexual yeah. Seduction record, yeah. and that motherfucker worked. It was a dope-ass record. So this is No Ceilings, GL in the house. My nigga Peter Bosch, as usual, doing what we do. My big brother, Norman Steele, jumping in. Back to the business. I look at Snoop like McDonald's. Like, like if gangster rap is burgers and fries, right? Ice-T would be like... Ice-T would be like those diners, you know, that you would drive up to in the... 40s and the 30s that had burgers and fries, but they had other shit on the menu. But they had burgers and fries, and they, and they realized everything, huh? Yeah, with thick ass milkshakes that come on. Yeah, that's Ice T. Ice T is the first person to me that made people realize there was some value in gangster rap. You know what I mean? Not talking about shout out to Schoolie D, shout out to everybody before Ice, but I'm saying the guys to me who didn't talk about MCing who didn't talk yeah. about what their DJ was doing. It was like, no, this is what's happening with me and my homies. There is no DJ out here. There is no MC. This is just the life we live, which is the birth of six in the morning. And I think Ice-T is the first guy, you know, in hip hop that made you see value in that reality rap, you know, gangster rap, that life of, you know, where you're not just a victim of crime or crime is not happening around you, but you're a participant and you like, I'm just going to do what it takes to survive and get ahead. Um, so he's like those diners to me that really realized there was going to be business in burgers and fries, burgers and fries being gangster rap. Ice Cube is White Castle. He was like, yo, I'm not going to even sell nothing else but burgers and fries. So, you know, that's it. I'm not, I don't need to do nothing else but burgers and fries. And Ice Cube to me really, you know, as, as, you know, that guy in gangster rap, he understood how valuable it would be in the future. Snoop came along and really changed the way we see burgers and fries completely. You know what I'm saying? And the reason I call him McDonald's, because McDonald's built their whole empire off making burgers and fries fast and disposable. You could just eat them outside. They come in 90 seconds. You can walk, eat it, throw it away gone that's snoop snoop made that type of gangster rap where it was like it was just un like you needed it you know what i mean it became almost like a social currency to to listen to snoop right but snoop also is that same business that over the years man he's been able to sell you everything you know if gospel you know that's parfaits you know pimp rap you know chicken nuggets you know what i mean this motherfucker could sell anything when it comes to music like mcdonald's could sell anything when it comes to food 
Are you all about the NBA action? You've got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code TBE. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points? Or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code TBE. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex... Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. What made you quit rapping, big bro? Like, you know what's funny? I've never asked you that. Like, right, I remember you got the job at the publishing company, right? Mm. Um, So I remember that was paying you. Um, Before that, I remember, we, you know, obviously us going around the country, taking me around the country. I never stopped rapping. No, no, yes, you did, nigga. I just don't. You never stopped writing. I never stopped stopped rapping. Um, but the thing was, man, to be honest with you, I think after doing you tell this, me the truth. No, I'll be honest with you. I'll be yeah. totally honest with you. 
I stopped rapping, bro, because I found other ways to express my creativity that were more fulfilling to me. Now where I'm at in life. You understand what I mean? Like what um, I mean back then. Well, what made me stop rapping, bro, honestly, as far as releasing albums, because I never stopped yeah. writing raps. You know, I never stopped yeah, writing raps today. Yeah. I just wrote a rap this morning. You know, actually, I always sure. keep my blade sharp. You know, I don't think a soldier ever stopped, you know, sharpening his blade, even though he ain't going to war no more, he still stay ready, you know? Yeah, but um, when is the last time you recorded a song? The last time I recorded a song. Think about was, that. Shit, man. Damn. Um, 2000. Maybe 2011. That's crazy. To think you haven't recorded a song since 2011. You nice, nigga. But I've written a whole lot of raps, though, dog. A lot of brilliant raps. And actually, I'm thinking about recording some raps because I want to demo them out for people. You know, I really want to demo some stuff out for people. And I, I, I don't ever think you should ever truly stop rapping, man. You know, rapping becomes like you eating every day, dog. No, not, not writing, rapping. Like well, going in there, cutting a record. Well, you talk about actually the active recording. I still bust my rhymes. I still bust no, no, my no, rhymes. No, 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 no. Look, not, not shadow boxing. Spar. Getting in there and recording, right? So did you ever feel like you was getting like, ah, oh, man, I'm getting too old to make this shit happen the way I want to as far as professionally? You know what, man? You got to remember the era I came in. It was different than now. Like now we in the 50 years of hip hop, right? So you got a whole bunch of old motherfuckers out there rapping. They sound nice too. Sound good, look good, and everything else, right? I think my thing was this, bro. I'm not gonna lie. When you become older, especially back then, motherfuckers look at you crazy like you was crazy if you tell them you rap. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? They look at you like you like 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 what the fuck? Like nigga, you ain't you better go get your ass a job. But you talk about you rap, but they don't. They not necessarily, especially if they're not familiar with your brand. Now, to the sure. people that knew me from my life, I was, was going to say this. You, nigga, you the same age as dog. You Snoop age. You, you, that's your era of guys. You were close to that. You know, you between Cube and Corrupting them. Y'all all born around the same time. See, that's the thing. You know, them niggas had monster ass records. I never had a monster record. So you felt like you hadn't accomplished. Yeah, I, I hadn't accomplished what I wanted to so far in the business. But I, I did kind of accomplish. I got to see the world, man. I got to buy a house. Made a shitload of money. You know what and I'm saying? People, Pete, motherfuckers, cause we be at other countries, cousin motherfuckers be rapping this nigga shit, bro. It used to be unbelievable. But you just felt like that part. Um, I, the way I feel about it, the way I look at that age part, you know what I mean? Is I feel like I always joke with Steel or anybody else, like. I feel like long as you have your thorns, you know, as a rose, you fine. The problem is when you start losing your thorns, because to me, hip hop is very much like the upside down, you know what I mean? And stranger things. It's like this parallel universe of where you're giving people hip hop, not rap, because rap is mainstream. Like Debbie Harry was rapping in 79 on a Blondie record, Rapture. But hip hop, you know, street urban culture expressed through art really requires you know what i mean it, it's not youth that powers it right is almost inexperienced like when you stuck in the hood and this is your conversation you know what i mean so your lingo is fitting of the the small places you've been around and people hear it and they feel like it represents them in another ghetto or somebody hears it in middle america and be like damn this is like really what somebody's life like so i don't think i think 
the reason ageism even came about cousin hip hop was because people grow up, get good jobs and they no longer live and express themselves through street urban art measures. And that's a big part of it, bro. I lost my thorns. Like you talk about lost your thorns and really through yeah, you, 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 the funny part is you feel how you feel about where, how successful you wasn't in comparison to your, your classmates, right? Your peers. But literally, you became successful. When I first met you, you owned your own house. You already had some cars. You already went through passports. You was making money. The success is probably more. The success is more. Was a more detriment to your hip hop career than your age. You know what, bro? I actually feel. I don't think. And not to cut you off, but let me say this. I don't because. Being your friend and being 100, because we in the barbershop, right? Like, we in Heaven's Barbershop. I never thought you wasn't ever dope. Like, I never heard him was like, oh, he ain't he losing it. Not like your pen. Well, exactly. And I, like I said, I always kept my blade sharp, right? And I think about it now, and I do have regrets, because I think about it, I'm like, man, I was making cheese and, and doing what I wanted to. I said, I should have kept doing that shit, dog. I, I should have kept doing it, but it was a lot going on at that time. I was trying to save my marriage. Yeah. Oh, your son. Your son yeah. was coming and, up. And Chris was doing his thing, you know, so I started becoming more involved in my family. And I and think I, that's, that's, forgive me, that's what happens, because in hip-hop, like, representing the community Ain't as important now. You start to become a representation of your family. What you think, Pete? I, I, I think that 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 you're right. I was gonna say something similar to you a, a little bit ago, but it's this is you can extrapolate this to a broader reality of the human experience and the arc of the life cycle. A any artistic expression that's rooted in either rebelliousness, counterculture, whatever, like anything that's like that, as you're saying, it stems from like. I don't understand the system. I feel boxed out from the system. I want to attack the system. And then young people have a certain energy, you know, like, like, sure. but as you get older, obviously you get better and better at the craft, but the energy isn't like, like Boosie might not be the greatest rapper of all time, but he conveys an energy, you sure. know, especially younger Boosie compared Fuck to you. other guys that might be better. Rappers. Even as Boosie now, it's, it's for a, sure. Even him now. Yeah. It's yeah. a real energy about that country. Mother. There is, it's, it's hard to sustain that out of your 20s into your 30s and 40s this is the reality and like what you see in like, like metallica the greatest metal band of all time there are like this all those old counterculture hippie bands or whatever they no one wants to hear the 15th album from crosby stills and nash that shit's retarded you know what i mean they're gonna tour it but the crowd's gonna sit there and endure it until wait the songs they know come on and then, then uh, yeah wait for the wait for the cut yeah, exactly. So, you, yeah, he, I think you make a point, valid point, Peter. I think you get. We live in a day now, right, to where everybody can express their opinions freely, like they can hit a motherfucker up on Instagram directly. Now, whether they see it or not, or whether that artist acknowledges that person's comment or not, is a whole other thing, right? Yeah. But they can reach out to everybody in real time, and I think the biggest thing, whenever you do something that's outside the norm of a regular profession in this country. I think people feel like they have a right to invade your privacy. And and like, imagine this, right? People getting a little tired of like the vixen female rappers when they've been around a little longer, when they got a couple kids and they're a little older. Because now, yeah. 
Well, it's definitely hard for a female. It's way harder for a female because if I decided today to start rapping again, I don't know how it would be received, but I think I would put out some dope ass shit. I would put out something undeniable that they couldn't deny it. I think I would have an easier time getting accepted versus a female that's 53, got grandkids and shit like that. I don't know who would take that serious. Well, exactly. Unless well, I mean, at the same time, though, there's not a lot of 50 year old active gangbangers on the street corner. It's really with it the way that the 19 year olds with it. You know what I mean? Like that's that's kind of a novelty. Well, well I, Trey D makes Trey D is the classic example of a dude that wears his age very well. He's. A I was going to say the exact opposite. Well, he wears age very well. He talks about he talks from a place of where he should be. He talks how he should be talking as a man his age. Okay, that's yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Sound juvenile. He's actually very vivid. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. telling you what it is, right? Yeah. Um, the way he carry himself, he don't carry himself like no clown. You don't never see him on the internet doing no goofy shit. Versus some of his other peers, I wouldn't even say they're his peers, but we got a generation of fifty somethings that act like they're sixteen now. A thousand percent. That's true. I mean, like. I would like to Pips, think our Pips is cracking a little too much on Sundays for the, exactly. the white linen brunch, you know. And then it exactly. should I would like to think that I evolved from the time I was um I think what hip hop does to people sometimes, especially people that keep rapping, is they kind of stay stuck in this cycle. And I'm talking about the more successful people, right? Like the guy that may have been on tour since he was 17 years old. And they don't then they don't go experience life outside of that rap shit, right? It can definitely keep some motherfuckers stunning. It's like an immobility to that almost. Wouldn't you agree, OG? And um, I'm talking about the guy like, you got to think about it. Snoop, had, Snoop is actually, one thing I applaud Snoop on is that he's been able to integrate his personal life with him being dog and not losing nothing. Like this motherfucker actually coached his kids playing football. He's actually a regular motherfucker like that actually goes back to the city and does regular shit. Like Snoop is actually the most regular fucking superstar. Him and Warren G is the two most regular superstars I've ever met in my life. So this is my thought on that, right? And and this is why I say that, right? Is being a representative of street urban culture, like that's the cornerstone of hip hop, right? That's the cornerstone, representing it. The difference with Snoop and most people, Snoop never stopped being a crip. Never. You know what I mean? Like, and that's really kind of what being a crip is all about. Like people ask me, oh man, Glass, you 40. Now, you know, how could you be a crip? And I'm like, what do you like? Imagine telling the general, how do you be a general at 40 or 50, you know, or lieutenant or anybody else that all those generals you. rotate over to Raytheon, hang up the stripes and go cash in on the, you know, on, on, on the big contract money. Yeah. That's what they, they do. When they 60. <laughs> yeah, but they don't turn general to their 50. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, so, so what I'm saying to you is, you you never, well, it's, it's multiple things, right? You never stop being who you are. Like, if you're a real crip, it's who you are. It's not really, you know, it don't mean anything outside of you. You you set your own rules. Like, I I think what happens to people is economically they start to make money, or to me, the most important things they have kids. So they want the world to be different. Even if they don't think the world has gotten better, they need to convince themselves the world has gotten better because they have children now. So they want to put out a certain image out to their children to hopefully raise a, a better version of themselves. So I think like people ask me all the time, like me and still talking, 
I've heard still ask me why haven't he think why haven't I lost my thorns? I'm like, I don't have children. So there's no reason to force evolve a thought. Like, I don't have to force evolution. I can be yeah. as callous and 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 honest as I want to be. I can say whatever the fuck I want because I'm not gonna embarrass anybody. The only person I can embarrass at that point is Leonard Alfred Lampkin, the senior, and he is not easily embarrassed. My dad is not easily embarrassed. My mom is no longer, you know, around for me to embarrass her. My grandparents are no longer around for me to embarrass them by saying the truth because the truth can be a bit embarrassing. So even on the eve right now, we're on the eve of cancel these nuts. It's like the attitude is there. There's no reason for me to, I don't think still ever lost how he felt. I still think prime still, even in 2010 felt how we felt the same about certain things. But I think as he started looking at Chris, I really feel like, honestly, Chris is what made him evolve out of, you know, the concept of how we talk. Because at that point, now you're looking at somebody you're trying to bring into the world and you're like, hold up. I can't just be as raw as I used to be because I need my son to grow up, you know, with some sense. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free as someone who lives for politics when a major scandal unfolds it was shocking i have to know what were they thinking Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. 
What's up with it? GLA double dollar sign Nishai. That's right, Glasses Malone. And on motherfucking September 22nd, I'm dropping my new album, Cancel These Nuts. But for anybody that want to support right now, hop online, go to thecrypstore.com. That's right, The Crypt Store. T H E C R I P S T O R E.com. And buy a physical copy right now, autograph from me. Right now, you can have it ahead of time before it's on all streaming sites. So show some support to the real ones, you know what I'm saying? Jump on the CrypStore.com and buy my new album, Cancel These Nuts. Buy it right now before it drops online September 22nd. Yeah. TheCrypStore.com. Steele, let me ask you something. Is there a parallel between, say, your arc of development intellectually whatever etc just as you've as the years have gone by like like now we look at say all these 70 some year old geriatric politicians they were the hippie activists in 1967 they're just they're just old now so they went from being anti the system to now being the system that's squeezing the grape dry so how much of is there a pivot for you between going from having an energy that's like i don't understand the system to now i can i do understand the system and i can make the system work for me you know, you know what? There, this is how I feel, Peter, and this is where I'm at in life right now. I really feel like I can do anything now. Like I'm in my prime intellectually. Mm-hmm. You know, my prime intellectually. My physical health is not bad. It's not optimal. You know, it's not. You know, I'm not 22 yeah. again. You know, Once I'm not you 22. Forty your check engine like come on and never go off. Yeah, it just never go off. Yeah. But I'm be- I'm a lot. In- I'm in a lot better place than some of my peers. You know, guys my age, right? I go to the gym, I lift weights, I work out three, four times a week now. I've actually got my weight down, my high blood pressure is under control. So you definitely become more conscious on the physical side of yourself, you know, on the physical and mental. You just become a lot more aware of things like, I honestly think you spend a portion of your life as a man trying to figure out who the fuck you are. As sure. a person, you know, because you, you, you go through different changes and that was one of the things that I I would have these really bad panic attacks. Not really necessarily panic attacks, but I've been with my wife since I was 19 years old, right? And so I, I always saw this thing to where I just looked at us one day and I said, we just kind of just moving through life and everything is evolved around these kids. What happens when these kids leave? Is me and her still gonna be cool? So yeah. I started really I started really making the conscious effort. To be her husband. You feel what I mean? Instead of just being somebody's daddy, you know what I'm saying? I'm her husband. We just, we not roommates living together, taking care of some kids. We are actually a couple. This is why we got together. You know what I mean? That's why I always encourage people when they do get together to abstain from having kids as long as they can and actually build up that relationship with y'all. You know what I mean? Because that's what it's all about at the end of the day. It ain't about them fucking kids. <laughs> not like that. But they go going with their life. You got to think Hell about yeah. it. If you try to tell them, and if you try to tell them about they love life, they're gonna tell your sorry ass to mind your fucking business. Hell yeah, but they gonna be all up in yours. If you arguing with their mama, they gonna have fifty different opinions on how a conversation should be going, right? But I, I think, man, I definitely see the books you saying, Peter. Um, and I think you just definitely become just more conscious of yourself, and you realize you got limited time because my thing is now. I'm not doing nothing small. I'm not wasting no time with no small. I'm not interested in no job. I'm not interested in none of that shit. I'm interested in going as hard as we possibly can 
to build what we go build because once you get on the other side of 50, you start realizing what well, shit. I don't got I don't feel like I got infinite time no more. Yeah, you start saying you're halfway there. You know, not that I'm just just imagine I've been feeling like that since I was 29. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, some people do get that feeling early. It's like it's a bigger sense of urgency for me now. Like I don't have time to bullshit. I don't have time to bullshit with bullshit people. I'm more in the place right now. And I used to always think old people was mean when they be real direct with people. Like, no, I ain't interested in that shit. They not being mean. They just at that place now where they ain't, ain't no got time. bullshit with nobody. Now, because I used to be the nice person, even up until three years ago, I used to be the nice motherfucker. You tell you know? your ass all the time. Now it's like, man, I, I ain't got time for that shit. Or I don't want to do it. As simple as that. Like I don't have time for it. And I, you know, I tell a motherfucker quickly, well, man, you act like I called and asked you to do something. You calling me, ask me something. What do you feel about Nas's like his six album run with Hit Boy? I think that's incredible, man. I think that's dope, man. I think Nas is like the example of I think Nas and Snoop is like the example of people that's aging gracefully, dog, doing what they do. Because if you ever notice, Nas don't never vary from what he do. Like, this is a variance for him hooking up with Hit Boy. You know, Nas is usually over some, you know, primo beats, over some, um, what's my, over, over some Pete Rock shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But he's ventured out with Hit Boy and they experiment and they having fun. And I think that's what hip hop should be, dog. I think that's what hip hop should be. Actually, seeing the shit Nas doing, dog, I've thought about releasing albums, dog, not really necessarily just based on me rapping on every song, but me producing some of the shit. I may write some of the shit. I may actually say some of the shit, but just me, it's like painting a picture, dog. Okay, this is what I feel like putting out to the world. Now, I don't give a fuck if this shit do 500 streams or 500 million. I'm just putting it out there. This is going to be my gift to the world because the one blessing I think that we got as artists and the creators, dog, is that we get to leave our legacy on the wall. These are these are our motherfucking um, hieroglyphics, so to speak. You know mm -hmm. how motherfucking could go back to the pyramids and see what a motherfucker was thinking however many millions of years ago, mm -hmm. people are going to actually look back and see what your thought process was. So I say, man, do I actually want a motherfucker when he see my hieroglyphic to think that a fucking song called Bubble Bounce or some bullshit like that was what was on my mind back then? Because I think I had way more depth than that. I would like a motherfucker to know who I truly am. Yeah, but so nothing wrong with liking ass still. Oh, no, but I'm just saying you forever about that. But you feel what I'm saying? Like, like, understand what I'm saying, bro. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm a big fan of ass. Very big fan. <laughs> but Sound like a fucking pervert. But the thing is this, though, bro. I'm a fan of ass. I love ass. I think us as creators, bro, we're actually leaving our hieroglyphics for people to see, though. We actually get to do that versus a person that's living their life like, okay, they go to college. And they realize after they get that degree, they just been robbed because that degree ain't really shit. Unless you got a network to go along with it, right? You know, there's plenty of motherfuckers that graduate and wind up getting a job at Walmart and going through the management trainee program and be there for 40 years of their life, right? I think the person that dares to dream is in a way better place, dog, than that person because that person is pretty much just prepared itself to go lay in the casket to me almost. I mm. see it all the time with people. They they graduate. They got this expectation of where it ain't their expectation. They want to please everybody else. They ain't really trying to please themselves. Instead of them following their dreams, they go get this job and they wind up saying, okay, this is going to be a temporary thing, but it winds up being permanent because it gives them a false sense of security. That, okay, I have this job right now. These people like me. I'm accepted by them until they come and tell your ass one day that they're letting you go. 
and then you realize, well, damn, we not as cool as I, I'm. Not, I'm very dispensable. Yeah, you, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, well, that's ninety five percent of human of the human experience. Like, is defined by followers and people who are not risk takers. All leaders and risk takers are only one in twenty at most. Probably one in a hundred. Yeah, so yeah, that's it's, way worse. That's like one in a thousand. Yeah. I think so, bro, because, you know, I, I, I remember my mom. My mom and my wife are so much alike. It's scary. And I think it's just a women thing. Women just like security and safety, right? Even if it is yeah. fake, right? Mm -hmm. I remember my mom telling me one day when I was talking about coming out here to California, she came home with an application all happy. She knew somebody whose son was a district manager for Burger King. Betty's son said he can get you in a management trainee program up there. They go send you to Cuyahoga Community College and you go go do this. And, you, and, I, and I was looking at her like, are you crazy? You think I want to stay up here in Ohio and work at the fucking Burger King? Now, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. But I'm, I got mine. I got, I'm like, you don't, you really lost. You really lost, mama. Because yeah. in my mind, I'm thinking about going out and stake my thing. Because if G, I'll tell you, and I told Darlene, shout out to the homegirl Darlene Ortiz, man. She's a beautiful person, man. Cool lady. Real cool lady, right? Yeah. I met Darlene. Ice T first baby mama. Yeah, Ice T's first baby mama. And we got to talking. And I said, Darlene, you know you part of the reason I came to California. She said, How's that? I said, my friend had the um album cover. Oh, with her on the cover. With her on the cover and Ice T. And you thought all the women look like that. No, but I saw it was just the whole image. It wasn't just her. She it was like a lifestyle the ice was selling, right? Cause that motherfucker was fresh as a motherfucker dog. His homeboy over there had the money and the strap and shit, and he had the badass bro. <laughs> he came out and got you a Darlene. <laughs> That's what I said in the one song I had. I said on the one song I wrote, I forget what it was. I said I want a gun. I said I want a chain with a gun and a bad bitch like Ice T. That's what I wanted, dog. I, I wanted that lifestyle. It was just so much bigger than life. And then I looked around when I saw that album cover. I'm like, this nigga out here in palm trees with this bad woman, dog. Got money. And I look at these motherfucking brick-ass, gray-ass guys on me. I'm like, I'm out this motherfucker. What's crazy is I think Ice-T, Snoop Dogg, and Too Short are who they are. And I think everybody that gets into hip-hop they want their personality to be as accepted. But the problem is Snoop, Ice-T, and Too Short are the, they're like the mascots, like the exact representation of street urban culture. Like That's right now, so you watch SVU because it's a Ice-T. Ice-T 65 years old at this point. That nigga is still Ice-T. And that's the problem, like, like as somebody who have conversations with OG cuz that nigga is for real ice T. Snoop is really Snoop. Like right now, when I talk to Doug, like, yeah, what up, cuz? Blah blah. Like he that's who he is. And really, it's how it ages. Like, you know, some people ask, like, do you think like do you, how are you still a gangbang? And I'm like, Well, if you think gangbanging is stupid, you would never understand it. So if you like, oh. You know, how do you represent your community still? How do you represent your friends and family still? Like, it's all a part of the same thing to me. Like, really, really is the only guy who's changed names. He's the only person now on the film side that's Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. Everybody yeah. else is still the same. Because, because Fifth really, Fifth will never be able to watch that shit off on him. 
He's yeah. just gonna be that type of nigga for the rest of his life. He's almost like them niggas is them with a pride. That nigga shit, fifth 50 cent is that's stained on him. Like, I believe genuinely in my heart, he wants to evolve into somebody else, but like he is that nigga. Like he is with that bullshit all the time to the day he dies. So I look at other other people that's in hip hop, like the guys that I grew up with. Scarface is another guy. Scarface always been a preacher. It was always going to work for him. Scarface put out an album right now. It's going to work out for him because Scarface was a preacher the first day. You know what I mean? It's just the guys to me. Like, I don't think you like, I think there's some people committed to their roles like Rick Ross. Rick Ross wasn't a, you know, a 20 year old drug dealer, but I think Rick Ross is committed to the role of being a street urban drug dealer from Miami. So we're going to keep working for him. No, that's a major component to the longevity conversation anyway. When you're writing, like, I, you know, if you compare, like, music to film, you know, there aren't a lot of movie writers that write themselves into the script and play themselves in the movie as themselves. You know what I mean? So they're not, like, image integrated vertically, whereas, like, in rap, you might – a lot of these guys, they're, they've written a character – for a TV series that comes out in, in albums instead of seasons, so to speak. And they're just going to keep making another season and another season, and another season. Cause they don't give a fuck. Cause they're Joe blow. And you know, little such and such is their name on, on wax and who cares, you know, but the guys who are more like, I'm saying what I feel this is a reputation of me. And then, and then, that's, I think a whole different party because now they're genuine authentic evolution through time and life becomes party to the representation of the music and opposed to just like Rick could make fictitious Rick albums for now to the next 30 years. It's going to be sure. the same fucking thing. Sure. It doesn't even matter. He doesn't fucking care. Yeah. He can rap about cars and kilos until he's 95 because Rick Ross in that case doesn't exist. Sure. It's, it's just a character he wrote for a television show for it. Yeah. Out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I don't know. I don't. What's crazy is my problem. The way I feel at my age now, being forty, right, is like the song is no longer as much of a platform as it once was. You know what I mean? Like it's limited. Like I'm limited. Yeah, I hear that with one of my favorite rappers as he got a little older, Bun B. Yeah, like the content that he's trying to put out, either A, you don't understand it, or B, you don't understand how to put it into a song because yeah. the time confines uh, and word limitations of the song and what you're trying to say, they don't mix. About how much bit. wisdom Bun B would try to stuff in a fucking song? How much wisdom he has at this point? It's almost yeah. like that's. What, but it's, I think it's, that's it's a bad medium. <laughs> it's an yeah, incompatible medium. Face be like, yeah, just hard and not. I didn't. And I'm like, what you mean? It's hard. You Scarface, but it's like his ideas can no longer. It's hard for him to express his ideas in three minutes and twenty seconds. Yeah, it's hard for me to do it. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong. Like I think Ice T is putting out an album right now at 65 with some new gangster rap stories because Ice T is that kind of character. But the advice I would I would really give to all of my all of my predecessors, the guys that I grew up listening to, and enjoying my whole life is 
LL said something really important in that statement where he said hip hop is not a sport. It's not a sport. It's not really a competition as much as it felt like it is. It's not. It's really art. It's artistry. You know what I mean? And you putting whatever you putting on them, like still refer to the pyramid walls. So you, whoever's listening to this podcast, if dog listening, if Dre listening, if quick listening, you are not restricted to play by rules. You are the architect. So you can make right now, DJ Quick could come out, Ice T could come out with an eight minute song. If it's interesting and he does what he does, I'll probably listen to all eight minutes. Now, would it assimilate into mainstream? It's going to be different. That's a, an interesting observation. And you talk about the confines of time and messaging. There's been a pivot in media from these short, you know, the 30 minute news show that's going to have four guests on. They're going to be for two minute interview segments, the guest feels misrepresented. No, no information is conveyed. It's a bunch of horse shit or Rogan in the podcast where we're going to have this guy come on and let him tell it from beginning to end on his terms in totality. I think older rappers need to not do songs and albums. They need to do like the podcast. I'm going to come out with one song. It's 55 minutes. Enjoy. And I'm going to say the whole thing. Well, I Sure, you could do that too, but I'm saying. <laughs> so since I've announced that I was putting out an album, right? I was like, yeah, I'm gonna sell some physical copies of some albums. I'm like, I'm gonna sell some physical copies, but I'm gonna make it a novelty thing because I'm in LA and I'm like, society is so far ahead, nobody has CD players. Wrong as shit. Wrong. Like, I just had to reorder. I've done over 400 plus copies of physical albums, autograph, right? And is because at this point in my life, I don't have to play by rules. I got the best idea for the Crip store. Tell me. Because I don't have a CD player. Sure. But I used to mail CD players. Yeah. Back and back and forth. The Crip store should come out with a custom CD player with the stash spot built in. You hear this crazy motherfucker? Bro, <laughs> I used to pack work in electronics and mail them, bro. That would be fucking great. <laughs> All right, I'm going to work on that. I'm going to work on that. But the point I'm making is I just think that, again, all of the people I grew up listening to, like, be legit. You don't have to play by rules. Like, that's the one thing I, I caught right when I started working on this. There is no rules. There's rules if you're younger. When you get older, like Steele said, there is no rules. People have to take it from you how you dish it. He right, like older people be acting like dicks, but you take it because you like, man, them motherfuckers and live their life. You know what I mean? And you look at it differently. So I think how you really beat ageism is you don't play by the rules that younger people play by. I think if you try to play in the confine, you know, in the constraints of where today's hip hop is. That's when you start to realize you old. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, I can't do what these young niggas doing. But you don't have to do that in the first place. There is benefits in today's time of how hip hop has evolved into this space. You could take, like, I take pieces of it, little parts of it. I'm like, oh, I like that. I like that. But then I do what I want to do. And it entertains everybody at that point because I don't have to play by the rules. And hip hop now is. It's a multi-generational 
you know, experience, not only on the produ production side, from the artist side, it's now a multi-generational consumer experience. Sure. So, you know, the 43-year-old lifelong hip-hop fan has a different appetite than the 19-year-old hip-hop fan does. So you see, so the marketplace is now very different on the consumption side as well. I just think, I think even to go further with that point, I think people just want dope shit. They don't give a fuck as long as it's creative. I think you can write a fucking rap movie where everybody rapping and everybody will watch it. I literally can make an album, make a mini series, put it on my YouTube and drop it weekly. Like, so a lot of my fears is the music is my constraint, right? Because it's like the time, words, but really like, like LL said in that interview, like he's like, like it's more based off my own insecurities. Even when I listen to Steel, it's based off of his insecurities versus going out and just being amazingly dope. Like we could be standing on top of our head. Well, do me a favor. Just get any beat and loop it for 24 minutes and once a week like a sitcom would be 24 minutes long on television in the 90s just do a no hooks cast 24 minute man with the intention span people got today man they, i don't even know i'm not i'm not you know what that's what i'm not conceding that mentality of attention span that is literally what has fucked up a lot of art believing what people's attention span are people will pay attention to dope shit i don't give yeah. a fuck if that shit is two hours of dope shit i don't it don't matter if it's two seconds of dope shit or two hours of dope shit you Let's don't believe that you don't believe that's a little bit true Gene? hell no because i'm gonna tell you why i don't i've put out songs kanye should have never made that bitch is four minutes five minutes joe, joe rogan got a bazillion that that shit is eternal that's half a day of television content for Christ's sake for CNN. It's eternal. Yeah, he eats. It's not he eats true. big. Like I think if you if your own if your mind state is I want to market it to the kids that I think are hip. If See, you probably beat. never marketed to just hip kids, right? That's we that was just our lives. It was always marketed to Peter in Middle America. It was always marketed to them. It, it, that was the goal to get it to where middle America was. They're the biggest consumers of hip hop as far as the music. And now I think so songs, people, you know, markets learn. So the songs that make the most money are like the party songs, the dance songs, the songs that are about the beat behind it more than what's being said over the beat. And, by and, 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 and to add to that, just songs that help you escape your regular reality yeah. of driving home and being at fucking work. But like when you go to the even you go to the club, the, the DJs only are playing a fraction of the song and run it to the next. I mean, dance hall started that in the island back in the day. I mean, now it's where songs are getting shorter. Mixes of the shorter songs are getting shorter. People just but that's a different experience. If you came out like remember the, the thing you were talking about where one of the rappers dads, you you in, in county. You so know, yeah. Yeah. If you did a 24 minute flow that was cool about and just called it county and just did 24 minutes of gang module as a story with rhyme over a beat or kelly already proved this with trapped in the closet yeah that would be awesome that if you did the next one called the corner and did 24 minutes of just cooking and selling out the hole in the front door that, that was vividly like vividly yeah, you just got to be dope heavy 
Yeah, you can just tell the whole fucking story. You don't have to like touch and go and tell the blip, blip, just tell the whole story like a like a History Channel documentary over a beat for twenty minutes straight. That would be very interesting. Yeah, just work. do one. Yeah, people will fuck with it. I, I don't. No, I don't concede that attention span shit. Still, I don't fuck with that at all. I believe there's an audience of people who want their content in less than a minute, and I believe that that audience of people will even look at shit that's longer if it's fantastic and it has social currency. You know, it, it comes with social currency for viewing it. Mm-hmm. I and people, it's also time like and Tupac place. Must Die. Like when Tupac Must Die was coming out, everybody was trying to tell me how kids wouldn't care. And I'm like, it don't matter who is breathing air. It don't matter Tupac passed away 20 plus years ago. If shit is good, I don't give a fuck how old you are. People you still fascinated with the JFK shit. shooting. There's... I agree with you 100%. She and one thing we need to stop doing is stop fucking catering to fucking kids. Like, exactly. I don't understand that shit. Niggas got McDonald's taste. Mm-hmm. My, little niece, my little niece, I, I was telling my dad this. We was talking yesterday, and um, we were talking, and we was talking about how the food has changed over time. Again, back to that Bill's Taco conversation. He was like, man, it's crazy because you know McDonald's, he was saying McDonald's is surviving. And I said, McDonald's survive off children. Like when you under when you under 10, there's a social currency that comes with getting McDonald's and passing McDonald's and wanting McDonald's. Soon as a child's taste buds grow in, for the most part, most children in and out, especially here in Southern California, in and out becomes a viable exchange. My niece is like that. She used to want Happy Meals. Now that shit turned into a double double. Sure. In and out is probably the most overrated restaurant out here. I don't think also it's true. overrated, but I understand why you would say that. I, I used I to say that. Good. Don't get me wrong. I think it's cool. No, but I, I, used, I used to say that too, but if if you compare In-N-Out to McDonald's, In-N-Out is like the shit. Yeah. Oh, That's In-N-Out I think the thing is In-N-Out's... McDonald's. McDonald's got better fries than apple pies, though. McDonald's got better everything, except it's none of it's better, because you're going to feel like shit later after eating it. In and Out is like a mass-produced burger, like In and Out Burger King and Carl's Jr. and all that shit. Except it's just better than those places. Like In and Out is not better than Five Guys, but Five Guys is probably gonna cost you twenty dollars for a meal. You gotta walk in, you gotta kind of sit down. They're two different experiences. But Five Guys is high as giraffe pussy, and it's fire though. But In and Out compared to its it's 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 uh it's com- it's it's comparisons right is it's comparisons are drive through chains i think that i agree i'm i'm not in a big hurry to go eat it in and out but i'm not in a big hurry to go eat at any of the drive through burger chains no well i'll know? tell you this wendy's definitely is underrated wendy's and burger king got some pretty good burgers to me wendy's is my favorite burger yeah, I, I love the spicy burger. chicken sandwich but other than that i like wendy's. i'll get a double i'll get a dave's double no onions extra mayo they got a little package of chili sauce. It's like a hot spicy sauce. Mm-hmm. I put it on that motherfucker too. That motherfucker be hidden. I get and the same thing every time. Nice. And a lemonade tastes nice and ghetto. That shit is sweet and tangy. Perfect That's combination. True. That's sweet true. and tangy. That shit is in and out. In and out got a lot of in and out got a lot of hacks though. Cause in and out got the flying Dutchman with the onion ring top and bottom. In and out got chopped chilies. Go get you a double double. Say I want chopped chilies. What's the name of the one with the onion rings on? Flying Dutchman. I'm gonna get that next time. Yeah, that sounds want, like a bizarre sexual position. It does. But tell them you want the you want the you want the onion rings top and bottom. And they give you a burger with grilled onions top and bottom. Like that's your bun. 
That should mm. be hidden. But In and Out got a lot of good hacks. In and Out, I get it. Like I, I've for years said In and Out is overrated, but it's only overrated the way people rate it. But in comparison to its counterparts at that time, because they really, you know what I mean? It is. Well, McDonald's actually tastes good. That's the problem. It's just not. No, it they don't taste good. The ice cream, know. the sweet tea, yeah. and the fries is all that they got. It's the just like, nuggets ain't bad. They're bad. They're bad. Are they? They're bad. They're bad, bad. You know what? Maybe I'm just conditioned on McDonald's. I hadn't tried. I hadn't had chicken nuggets in a few years ago. I had one for the first time in 15 years. I had one. Up th- I was like, for as cheap as this is, I'm gonna throw it out and go get. You some know what? It, it don't really taste like chicken. That's very true. Yeah. That's that's uncomfortably true. Yeah, and and I think that's the problem. So, but you know my Wendy's hack though, real quick. I get the same thing at Wendy's every time. I get the spicy chicken sandwich with no mayo, and you got to ask for the salad ranch because that stupid packet ranch is shit. But the cold, chilled, fresh salad ranch and the that's yeah. it. Dip, dip the spicy chicken in the salad ranch. You're winning. Okay, first of all, you need to add this chili sauce on your. I muffins. will ask for that. That shit gonna fuck your life. I up. will ask for that. I'm gonna fuck gonna bring a kick to it. I'm gonna tell in. you one thing. I think I, I, I always wanted to do was this. Um, I always wanted to open up a burger stand. I think I would serve the best hamburgers around. I would serve I, nothing. I would never. I wouldn't serve anything but lemonade, burgers, and fries. You but remember Big Mike's and Bellflower? Yeah, I used to love Big Mike's. Yeah, that used to be like that. Yeah, but but that's how my shit would be, right? And my French fries would be hand cut. I would have potatoes back there. I would actually cut my potatoes. Your food gonna take forever. Hey, it don't matter. If you want some bullshit burger, go and wait in line at McDonald's. You want some good shit, come sit with me. I ain't gonna be no more than 15, 20 minutes. It'd be so funny if if you ran the name and called it Steel's Stainless Burger. <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be some cold shit. That's what we gonna do with the burger pit. I'm gonna be out there really cooking hamburgers. What's up with it? This show low, Glasses Malone. My new album, Cast of These Nuts, is available September 22nd. But to any supporter who wants to hear the album right now, I just partnered with an amazing new platform, Even.biz. The link is in my bio. You can listen to the album right now and pay what you want. What's more player than that? Live Q&As, listening parties, vinyls. Hell, you might even gain access to the release party where we perform the album with a live band. Shout out to the Furnace Band. So if you want to hear the album right now, go sign up with Even. Even, aka even.biz right now. Yeah. Good looking out for tuning in to the No Sellers Podcast. Please do us a favor and subscribe, rate, comment, and share. This episode was recorded right here on the West Coast of the USA and produced by my homeboy, A King for the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Yeah. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. 
Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.